mind that the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name, would care to feel my hurt. Who am I? Welcome to Who Am I? with Pastor Greg Tyra of Harvest Chapel in Williamsport, Indiana. We're glad you could join us as we teach through the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Today's lesson is one in which we know you'll be enlightened to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's listen in to Pastor Greg as we launch today's lesson on Who Am I? In your Bibles with me to 1 John chapter 2. Now we've been going through this baby John letter, we could call it, um, and we've come to verse 22, that's where we're going to be beginning at, but I want to remind you, and it's not tedious, it's something that we need to always be reminded of, that it is the last hour, verse 18, it is the last hour, do you understand that? Today, more than when John penned this to the church, it is the last hour closer today, some 2,000 years later. Do we understand that it's the last hour? Do you see what's going on in the world? Have you asked God to help you understand what's going on in the world today? Look what it says. Not just it's the last hour, but you have heard This is how it was passed around, the gospel. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That Antichrist is coming. Listen, we're looking for Jesus Christ, but Antichrist is coming. A world leader who is going to pretend to be Christ instead of Christ, opposed to Christ, the enemy of Christ, the Messiah. He's going to come in place of Christ. There's a system that's being placed, a government that's being moved, something that's coming that's totally replacing Christ for your life. It's it's a religion. It's a form of godliness which denies the power thereof. Instead of Christ, we have a leader that's anti-Christ. Instead of the kingdom of God, we have a kingdom that's ruled by the devil. And we have to understand that both of them exist. He's coming. Even now, many antichrists, he's speaking then, some 40 years after um, the cross, maybe 80 years after. But even then, antichrist, now think about it, because it's the spirit of antichrist. It's the spirit of deception. It's the spirit of the devil. It's the power of the devil going out to lie to and deceive the church. And now if it was happening then, it was going on then and he was warning about it 2,000 years later, guess how deceived we could be? Guess how far off we could be? Guess how moved away from anchoring in our souls to Jesus we could be in the gospel if the deception and spirit of Antichrist keeps adding to his kingdom every day, every year, continuing to be allowed to build in the world the system of Antichrist. 
Think about how large it could be right now. And, and he only gets to go in the boundaries that God allows him to have. And he only gets to deceive those that are not drawing near to God. He only gets to deceive those who will not believe the simple truth. Only those that, that are going to be under delusion is those that ignore the simple truth of the word of God. All you have to do is put on the sunglasses of the Word of God and fellowship in the light as He is in the light and begin to draw near with a relationship and you'll be able to see the spirit of Antichrist that's been in the world and that leader is coming soon and very soon. But I'm looking for the King. I'm looking for Jesus. Listen to me. I want to know about Him because if I'm His child, I want to know what He expects of me. I want to know what the evidence is. I want to know what it looks like to be a child of God because it's easy to see what it looks like to be a child of Antichrist. It's easy to see. We're born with that nature. We're born with that spirit. And He gives us a chance to be reborn. Listen to me. Verse 19, apostasy. Once again, apostasy Pastors, don't apply this to your church. This is apostasy. They went out from us, but they were not of us. Listen, this is those that are going out from the household of faith, the family of God, the people that are living by faith, following and looking for Jesus Christ. It's happening everywhere because of the spirit of Antichrist. It leads away into other little groups that are liars, little groups that are religious, little groups that say, this is the Christ, this is the true way. I'm the Messiah, I'm the answer. It doesn't matter what they're teaching if they're not teaching what the Bible taught us from the beginning. Then they're Antichrist. Listen, it's so important that we understand what John is saying to us here down the corridors of time. It's always been going on since the garden. And God allows it to test your heart, to test my heart. Which system will I follow? What will I love and serve and worship? Is it God or the things of this world? Will I continue to walk in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the boastful pride of life? Or will I humble myself in the sight of God and let Him lift me up in His kingdom, by His power, by His Spirit, with His unctioning that comes when we surrender and want to do His will? Now, the Antichrist Spirit wants you to follow everything else. The Antichrist Spirit is building and building and building in the world. The Antichrist Spirit is allowed to keep building their Tower of Babel their tower of confusion, their tower of deception, until the day that God allows the Antichrist to come, that Antichrist, and rule over it. But he'll take his children home that have been looking for him before he allows that. Look at They went out from us. They walk away from the faith. It's the apostasy. It's the apostasy. There's many people that walk away from the true faith. They walk away from humbling themselves, surrendering themselves. They want to get involved in what's going on in the world. They don't, they don't divide the soul and the spirit with the word of God. They don't allow the sword of the spirit to separate the two and understand that this is not our home. And they're comfortable here. They're pit dwellers. They're okay with what's down here. I'm not. Although I can stumble and be a pit dweller, although my eyes can see something, I go, oh, that's nice. What happens? Where's the evidence? 
Are we abiding in fellowship with God? Are we remaining in fellowship with God? Are we looking to be the children of God who would love Him and serve Him and worship Him? Are we looking to continue? See the word there in verse, uh, I'm doing review, verse 19. See, if you're of God, you'll continue with God. But he's saying in the in the opposite, if they would have continued with us, we would have known that they were children of God. But when people come up with their own systems, their own salvation, their own religion, their own ways of doing everything, instead of following the Word of God, being led by the Spirit of God, they've went out from the true faith of God, the biblical faith, the, the Bible. And when they do that, it's obvious, it's made clear, it's manifest that they were not of us. Because true children of God continue to follow. You're going to see this in a minute down here. Well, how do we continue to follow? How do we know? Verse 20, you have an anointing, you have an unction from the Holy One. God gives us His Spirit. He seals us with His Spirit. He gives us a teacher, a guide, one who leads us into all truth, reminds us of what He said to the, to the disciples and what He's doing in the world. He gives us gifts, talents, and abilities so that we can know all things or have the ability to know everything that we need to know for that moment. And then he says in 21, as we had closed out, I think, last lesson, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth. Listen, listen. He's writing the letter to people who know the truth, people who have the Spirit of God in them. But because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Listen, because we're going to be introduced to that lie is of the Antichrist. Lies are of the Spirit of Antichrist. All lies. John 8, Satan is the father of lies. There's no good lies. Everything that's a lie is of the spirit of Antichrist. It's being used to build a house of lies, the Tower of Babel, a kingdom of the devil. It's being used to deceive you, seduce you, and cause you to follow Antichrist system. See, we, we think that we can have the best of both worlds, as, as some uh, pit-dwelling rock star sang. The best of both worlds. You can't have the best of both worlds. You'll love one and hate the other. We have to surrender completely and understand where our citizenship is at. And allow God to lead us. And, I, and I'll tell you, it, like Matthew 6.33 says, if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, we put Him first, our first fruits in everything. We humble ourselves before Him. We do it His way, according to His gospel, according to His salvation, according to His creation. He'll throw the world in. You won't have to worry about any resources down here. If you need it down here, you'll have it. You won't have to sit around and worry. You'll be able to do, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication. You're talking to God. You're looking to Him. You're being dependent upon God in prayer and supplication. And then you're thanking Him because He's taking care of all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
You make your request known to God. You lay your heart out in fellowship with God. You walk in the light. You want to be of the same mind with God and do the work of God with God but by the power of His Spirit. And then you have the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It's going to guard your heart and your mind. It's going to guard your heart, which is where Christ lives at, and your mind, which is where the enemy attacks at, the way you think, what you see, what you want to pursue. Because if he gets your mind, he's got you. If he gets you thinking and going over here, he's got you. We're supposed to take thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Does this obey Christ? Cast it out. Does this obey Christ? Cast it out. If it is not obeying Christ, it's of the Antichrist system. It's part of the seduction and the deception. And believe me, physically, you can be seduced, and spiritually, you can be seduced. They're both there, and they're different. But actually, as you're being physically seduced by the world, it can kill you spiritually. I was reading that, and and listen, I, I, I try to read this as much as I can. Uh, I work full-time, I read, 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 I study, I pray, I ask God. And I was like, what is going on here? Because when you read this text, you're seeing the Father and the Son. We're going to get to it in a minute. I just want to tell you that it's because the Holy Spirit is already there. You have the unctioning. You have the anointing in your heart when you come to Christ. And now the important part is, is do you understand the Father and the Son? You understand what else is going on. See, the Spirit's already in the world convicting of sin and righteousness and judgment. And then when you receive Him, He comes and lives in your heart. And now the question is, is Jesus your Messiah? Is Jesus uh, the, 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 uh, the Christ of God, the Christ of the Father, the one that the Father had a plan, and He sent His Son to die for the sins of the world and redeem those who would believe? Is this the same God that you're serving? Because there's a whole bunch of systems out there of Antichrist that are bringing new gods and new systems. And they want to have this, here's the word, convergence of everything. It's the best word we could use, convergence. They're converging all religions, all ideas, all thoughts. The one world government has to do that. Spirit of Antichrist keeps laying the foundation, all the building blocks to bring a one world convergence where everybody's going to be worshiping the same person. The same false God. Everybody's going to be worshiping in the same false system that's going to be destroyed soon. But are your eyes open to see that you're worshiping God and Him only shall you serve? As Jesus said in Matthew 4.10, when the devil took him and said, all of this, he took him onto a high mountain and said, all of this I will give to you if you will bow down and worship me. Listen to me. The devil wants your worship. He doesn't care how he gets it, through fear, through domination, whatever, through deception, seduction. As long as you don't serve God and worship God, he doesn't care what else you do. That's why it's one way. That's why there's one God. That's why there's one spirit. That's why we have to understand that we could be following spirit of Antichrist and sitting in a church. Because if it's not God's way, it's spirit of Antichrist. There's only two ways. So that's why it's so important. It's not legalism. It's a love relationship of walking in the light. But so many think it's okay to do it any way they want. As in the book of Judges. 
There was no king, so everyone did what was right in their own eyes. We're going to see in our text today that, that you don't need anyone to teach you. You have an unction. You have a Holy Spirit in you. But that doesn't erase the rest of the Bible where God gave people the gift to be teachers and pastors and evangelists. See, because you have the Spirit, now you come underneath His government and you come underneath His authority and you learn and you listen and you obey God as you follow what the rest of the Spirit's doing. The rest of the body of Christ is doing by the unction of the Holy Spirit. And we put all of our gifts together. We put all of our unctioning together because we have the same mind, the same God, the same focus, the salvation of souls. Not what I get, the salvation of souls, what God gets for the blood that he gave of his son. That's what it's about. How can we help God get the most for the precious blood of Jesus? Well, it's not by me getting something because I'm already taken care of. I already believe, I already know, I'm already following. I'm already under the blood. What we want to do is go out and tell others about the precious blood. Even those that think they're following God. Even those that are in an antichrist system in this, what the revelation calls it, the synagogues of Satan. Because everything that looks like a religious system that would lead you back to God is a synagogue of Satan because it's under the power of antichrist. It's, it's been laying all these blocks. Every, here's another way. Here's another way. Here's another way. They don't all lead to God. They don't all lead to heaven with God for eternity. They lead to hell. Every way can't be right. Listen to me. You and I both standing here today can both be wrong, but we both can't be right if we have different opinions. We can both be wrong, but there's only one way. We both can't be right. And see, the world wants you to believe that everybody can be right. Well, how does that work? As soon as you don't, they don't like what you like and they're in power, then they cancel you. They kill you. They destroy you. But God gives you freedom to just choose the one way that is right. The one God, the one Messiah. And when people go out, you know what? You don't have to leave. You can keep coming to church and you still didn't continue. You can be going to church every single... I mean, look out. Look at, look at the world right now. We have some churches that are huge. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are right now living in what I call culturanity. They're in a church this morning listening to a system that's a lie. Listening to teaching that's a lie. Worshiping is what they call it. Worship is the word proskuneo. It means to bow down. It means to lick the master's hand. It's just like a dog licking the master's hand. That's humility. That's something, again, when we look back and say, whoa, wait a minute. See, and many people will not do that. They will not be that thankful to God that they will get on their face and bow down and realize that they could have been cast into hell. That's what they deserved. They will not bow down and serve and worship the master. They will not give him his glory. And any system will do that comes in short of that as long as I feel pious, as long as I feel good about myself, as long as I feel like I did some worship and I got really emotionally charged. But see, if it doesn't line up with God... It's the spirit of Antichrist. 
that's been out in the world. And he's going to get to his point. He's crescendoing. You know, he's going to get to 1 John 5, 19 and say, I know you're of God. You're the children of God. But the whole world lies underneath the sway of wickedness. The whole world underneath the sway of this Antichrist spirit. The whole world. But see, we're not of the world. We're citizens of heaven. We're in Christ. We're hidden in Christ. And when he appears, our life will appear with him, Colossians 3 tells us. See, we're not of this world. This system doesn't do anything for us. And if it does, you need to check your heart. I'm not talking about don't take care of your family. That's a different, that's a different sermon. I'm not talking about don't be work, don't be. That's all part of your witness and your testimony. You do what you do because you're doing it unto the Lord. But to think that he who gets the most toys or, the, or the, the most letters behind your name or the best education, listen, that's all system of Antichrist. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not going to back off of that. That's what he's talking about. When you get built up in your own esteem and your own pride and your own arrogance and you don't compare it to what the Word of God says, you're learning an entire system that's opposed to God. You're learning an entire education system, an entire medical system, all the world. How much is all? Get a calculator out. Somebody, you got a calculator? Get a calculator out. The whole world lies underneath the sway of Antichrist. If it's not underneath the Lordship of Jesus Christ. This is a very simple thing to think about, church. Yet so many people are sitting in church today. They're sitting all across the world today. And you know what they're doing? They're waiting to get up to go back to their other world where they really want to live, where their heart is really at, what they want to go do. And this is, this is not a joke. This is not a joke because the enemy is seducing and lying to us. And we're sitting around worried about who the next president's going to be. And we're sitting around worried about, am I going to lose my entire career because of COVID and I won't take a shot? What about your soul? See, because the seduction is, is to get you focused on something that's physical instead of being focused and living in the now spiritual. Because we're no longer flesh and blood. We're no longer, and your decisions have to be made on the fact that you understand you have an unction, you have the Holy Spirit in you that's showing you truth, that's giving you truth right where you're standing at. That's a relationship. The pastor's not going to be there. The Bible study leader's not going to be there. You're going to be standing there in the moment, and you're going to have to make a decision here real soon and what you're going to do in life. And the Spirit is always there to teach you. The Spirit's always there to guide you. And the Spirit is one with the Father and the Son. The question is, do we desire to be one and have the same mind? Do we desire to be on mission? We've been sent to go and make disciples of all nations. Is that really what we're pursuing? Or are we just wanting to feel good and make sure we get fire insurance and we don't get cast into hell? Because there's an entire Antichrist system that tells you you're not going to get cast into hell. But guess what? Matthew 7, in that day. Many will say, wait a minute, Jesus, we cast out demons. We did all this stuff in your name. No, you weren't. No, you were following some religious system that had a form of godliness but denied the power thereof. He's going to say, be away from me, you who practice lawlessness and wickedness. This is not about sin. Oh, it's not. No, that's not. Because sin is paid for by the blood. This is about what you continue to practice after 
you were covered in the blood. How you continued, how you abided, how you remained, how you fellowshiped in the light. That's what this is about. Sin is dealt with at the cross. The judgment is dealt with at the judgment seat of what you did with the cross. How you decided to live after the cross. After you said, I believe, what did you do? Did you get seduced, led away by some antichrist spirit, some religion that really had nothing to do with a relationship with God? Listen, if you have the Holy Spirit, the early church didn't even have the Word of God that we have now. The early church were going around leading entire and starting churches and, and all kinds of people getting saved because they had the unction of the Spirit. They knew this Father and they knew the Son. They were able to do it. I'm not jettisoning the Bible. This confirms that the prophetic word is made more sure to me now. And I know what's going on because I see his character, his nature, his will. I see all the way from Genesis to the maps what he's doing and where he did it at. Do you? Or are you satisfied with just Sunday attendance? Are you satisfied with thinking that, oh, it's okay. There is a thief out there trying to rob, kill, and destroy you. And if he can't get you in the physical, he'll wait till you say, I'm spiritual and I believe in Jesus. And then he'll shipwreck your spiritual faith. He'll get you following something and feeling good when you're not even in a relationship with God. You're not even walking in the light. Because it's impossible to walk in the light unless you're having relationship with Him and you're confessing your sin and you're in the word, prayer, and fellowship and you're being a part of the body because you, what you're doing is being rebellious against Him. That's the lawlessness. Be away from me, you who practice lawlessness. Is what He's going to say. Because when you come to the light, now you practice light. You walk away from the darkness. You shine the light on it. And we begin to say our heart is turned toward God. Not this system. Listen to me. Don't argue about CRT. Don't argue about evolution. But notice all of these things. I could mention them all. Gay marriage. Every one of them are opposed to the word of God. Where did they come from? Oh man just made them up. No, they're spirit of antichrist. And people are believing them because they won't believe in the true Christ. People in the church are following them. People want us to apologize for being white. Are you kidding me? I'll apologize for being a sinner. I'll confess my sin to God. But there's only one race. And, 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 and the human race has done some horrible things to all kinds of people since the beginning because of the murderer, because the one who brings about death culture, because of that Antichrist who is coming. That's what that's all about. And he keeps us pit against each other. This is the oldest tactic in war, divide and conquer. See, but Christ says, I want to bring unity. Listen, by choice, you can have unity. By choice, you can come and be part of a family of God that walks in love and has one purpose. Salvation of souls. Expose the lie. Expose the lie by walking in the light. Expose the lie by opening your mouth and telling people the truth. You have an anointing from the Holy One. And he wrote us, and no lie is of the truth. Listen, any lie is of the Spirit, and it's the building blocks of Antichrist. 
You can speak out against any lie that's going on anywhere at any time just by simply telling the truth. And then he says in 22, that was all introduction, so this is going to be a long message. I can make it short. I already covered most of it. It's 1 John 2.22. Who is a liar? If we stopped there, we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? Because the Bible says all men be known to be made to be known a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ he is antichrist who denies the father and the son whoever denies the son does not have the father either he who acknowledges the son has the father also now you can do it as homework I'm not going to do it for sake of time here but you can go read John 14 and see the conversation that Jesus has with Thomas when he says I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. They're all doing the same thing. We're all being brought back into a house where the Father's at. And the Father sent His only Son, and the only Son became your kinsman redeemer. He became like you so that He would be allowed to pay for you and to buy you back out of bondage of slavery to sin. And He did it with His blood. He did it with his blood. He did it with his body. He did it with his soul. He, oh, let's look at it. You know what? Because see, we always want to understand that this is not standing alone. Listen to me. It's all written down that it was going to happen. Look at Isaiah 53. We're just going to look at... Uh, and I apologize. I'm just going to look at verse 6. That's it. Just verse 6. No, we're going to look at more than 6. It's hard to go to Isaiah 53 and do one verse. But when you look at Isaiah 53, it actually starts with, you know, in verse 1, who has believed our report? What? You have to believe? Yeah, because if you don't believe, you follow the lie of the Antichrist system. You have to believe the report that's been given in the Word of God, by the mouth of God, from the servants of God, the testimony, the witnessing. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? It's His righteous right arm. It's His strength. It's His power. See, we can have a form of godliness underneath the Antichrist system that has an arm to it, and you think you're okay, but there's no power. It has a form of godliness, but it denies the power thereof. And it tells that he will grow up before him as a tender plant. Reminds me of I am the vine and you are the branches, John 15. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Listen. When you have two choices and one of them shines and glitters like gold and the other one doesn't, which one are you going to choose? You're going to choose it because of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. You're going to choose the shiny one, the gold one, the one that fits the flesh. And Jesus, there's, there's nothing about him that you would desire. It has to be a spiritual thing. It has to be spiritually led. It has to be because of the unction of the Holy Spirit. It has to be because the Father is drawing you to the Son who is the Savior of all mankind. 
You cannot decide it by what you see. You cannot decide this is a good church because they have a loud band and smoke and mirrors. You can't decide it's a, it's a nice church because they have so many ministers. You can't decide anything about the spiritual realm based upon what you see. If you could have, then Jesus would have been something that you could desire when you've seen him. But there's no comeliness about him. There's nothing different about him except for the words that he spoke. Well, what's the words that he spoke? They're truth. And they destroy, they, they tear down, they defeat the Antichrist system. But it, when you look with your eyes and your hands and your appetite that's physical, you want to choose the you want to choose the Antichrist system. We all do. That's the nature that's in us. But you have to die to self. You have to humble yourself. You have to be willing to receive the truth that the real kingdom is in heaven. That this is just a testing ground. And that what you gain in heaven is what's really important, not what you gain down here. Listen, you have to be able to humble yourself and receive that charity from God. Like I said, we could teach for months and months and months out of Isaiah 53. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He's acquainted with your grief. He had to become altogether like us in order to be able to, to, to secure or to be able to come to our aid. He had to experience everything even at a worse degree than we ever would. So he was tempted in every way yet without sin. He was beaten worse than anybody. He, he was crucified. He died. He went through everything that you might ever possibly go through yet he continued to obey by choice the Father's word, the Father's command, all that the Father gave him to do. And we hid, ooh, really? And we hid, are you guys with me, 53.3b? And we hid as it was our faces from him. See, when, when, God shows his face to us. It's his favor. It's his grace. It's his love. And we hide our face from him. We don't give him his worship, his glory that is due his name. We hide our face and we choose the Antichrist system. We choose the physical and ignore the spiritual. We hide our face and our worship from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, pierced. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. He took the full wrath of God for the sin of the world so that you and I could be at peace with God. I'm not going to comment on most of this. And by his stripes... We are healed, past tense, made whole. Now, here's where I wanted to get you at. It's a memory verse that you should know already. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Listen, this is the apostasy that we're talking about. The same apostasy right here, turned. Let me see if I can find it. I had a note on it. Astray. We have, uh, all we like sheep have gone astray. 
It means to dis- we've been deceived, we've been seduced, we've staggered, we've been caused to make to err, we've been caused to wonder, and listen, be out of the way. We've been caused to make to be out of the way because we don't have our eyes fixed upon Him. We're not giving Him our worship. We're not looking to Him to be our all in all. We turn to our own ways because we're so much smarter. And there's a system that tells us that this is the way you should live. See, every government that's ever been, no matter what country it is, no matter where it's at other than God's government, is always a government that's underneath the sway of the wicked one and is going to lead you away. No matter what they're built on, eventually they're going to lead you into apostasy. Because only God can lead you into life. Only God's way is right. Every way of man is going to be wrong unless it perfectly follows the word of God completely. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led like a lamb to slaughter. A sheep before his shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Why? For us. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? Who is going to declare it? Who is going to be a witness and give testimony of what Christ done? Who? Only those that are truly his children. For he was cut off from the land of living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. I mean, all of these are prophecies being fulfilled. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. He's innocent, innocent. Scripture claims him to be innocent. Look, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief when you make his soul... An offering for sin. This is speaking of the cross. But you know what the soul is there? It's his body. It's his self-life. It's his appetite. When you look it up in the Hebrew, that's what it's talking about. This is what he made an offering on the cross. The physical appetite. The physical self-life. Everything that he might have wanted to do in the world. But he was here to do thy will, O God. He was here to obey the Father. And that's where we're supposed to, I mean, listen, if you sit back and look at that and you go, okay, oh my goodness, how could I ever do that? Only by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Only by the truth of God and the Spirit of God and the power of God can you walk in that direction. He shall see his seed. Really? Because he got up, resurrection. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, justification by faith, for he shall bear their inequities. Listen, hang on to justification by faith because you're going to see this when you start talking about the beginning. It's always been justification by faith. It's always been believing God. It's always been trusting God. Salvation has always been that way. Abraham Remember that? Genesis 15. He believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That was the first justification by faith. No one's ever been saved by the law. No one's ever been saved by their own works. No one's ever been saved by following rules and systems. Only by faith. And believing that God would provide a Messiah. And now we believe that God did provide. And he's provided uh, perfectly. 
for he shall bear their inequities. Uh, 12, therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Be strong and courageous. Stand, abide, continue, and remain. He divides and gives you the inheritance. We receive the inheritance because he poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bore the sin of many and he made intercession for the transgressors. And then, since we're going to do Christmas next week, sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. And then he starts talking about enlarging your plan. I mean, this is amazing stuff. When you start reading it and see that God's talking about the gospel in the Old Testament, and I can't tell you that enough, I, I, I can only encourage you to get involved in the Word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to see what's going on because there's an entire Antichrist system that is trying to get you to follow it instead of be under the government of God. And there's so many churches, so, and I'm not speaking against God's bride. The true bride is following. The true bride is in the word, prayer, and fellowship. The true bride sees the lies. The true bride is receiving the, the knowledge of the truth and growing. The true bride and the true children of God are listening, and they're, and they're going. But there's a bunch of people that think just because they said a prayer that they're okay and they're apostasy. They're in apostasy. They've walked away. They're not allowing the Spirit of God to change their life. And they're in apostasy. That's what he's teaching here. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Back in our text, it's 1 John 2, 22. Did I ever read it? Did I ever pray? No, I was excited. Let's do that now. Father, pour out your Spirit and help us to understand what John what the grace of God would say to the church. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. 22, who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Uh, denies, or the word could be contradicts. Contradicts. Uh, that Jesus is the Christ. Rejects or disavows. Is it possible to disavow? I make a vow with you, God, but now I'm not following you. Are you disavowing? If you're not following, you, 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 you said that, that you weren't going to go astray, that you have come back to the Father, you've received the payment, and now you're going to be a child of God, and yet we contradict it by what we say and do. We disavow it by what we say and do. We literally reject it because we follow the Antichrist system instead of building a love relationship, a fellowship in the light with God, in the light with Him. And his kingdom. I'm just putting that out there. You can figure out what you're doing. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Jesus is the Messiah, the anointed of God. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Notice, listen, again, the Spirit is in the person that this is written to. And you're reading it for truth. And so now you have the Father and Son. So the Trinity's all in agreement, working together as one there. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also and the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit doesn't want any attention. The Holy Spirit never wants any attention. The Holy Spirit's not even going to bring himself up in this. But he is in you as the unction, as the anointing, if you're reading the letter and it's written to you because you're a child of God. 
You can't have one without the other. And if you have the Father, you have the Son. If you have the Son, you have the Father. And you automatically have the Spirit because it is living and dwelling in you. So it's all of God. The, 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 the Trinity, the triune God, three persons, one God. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He has promised us, eternal life. Now notice that verse 24 and 25. There's something that's going on there. And He says abide three times. Now abide's being used interchangeably with fellowship. It's, it's abiding, but really in the King James, it says abide. Listen, let me read it like it's in the King James. Therefore, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning remains in you, you will also continue in the Son and in the Father. And then what happens? Uh, and this is the promise that He promised us, eternal life. There's, there's, there's a three-part body of a race there. The beginning... And then you abide, continue, and remain, which is actually what the word stand means, which is actually what fellowship is, is calling for, is for you to abide, to dwell in Christ. And then not just to dwell in Christ, but you remain in the race, and then you continue. At the end of it, it's endurance. You're learning endurance. It's living in the house of God. And when you live in the house of God and your heart is turned to be underneath the government of God and not following the Antichrist system and chasing the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, then the promise is eternal life with God. That's what the promise is. It's the last hour. We need to wake up to what's going on. In this day, what was going on? Antichrist system. Everybody remember? Gnosticism. Gnosticism was going on. Let me bring this point home. At this, when John's writing, Gnosticism entered the church very early, very quickly. Why? Because it's a lie. It's a super knowledge. It's super information. Judaizers also entered the church very quickly. Because you have these type of people in the church today. You have people that are following by faith. They're dying to self. They're trying to live and be the children of God with the unction of the Holy Spirit. They're trying to go out and be involved in the ministry of reconciliation. And then you have people that are legalists, the Judaizers. Well, if you don't dress this way and act this way and do these things, then you ain't saved. If you don't become a Jew first, that's what they taught. You had to become a Jew before you could believe in Christ. That's what the Judaizers basically taught. Then the agnostics taught that they had this super knowledge. You had to know what they know. And so this is what's going on with the Antichrist system more than anything. Legalism and super knowledge. Well, what's the super knowledge, Greg? It's all these things that they're introducing. If you can't see the lies, I mean, if you can see the lies, then you need to know that they're coming from Antichrist. But if you can't see the lies, you need to cry out to God and say, I need to see the lies. Because see the system getting stronger? See the system where everything that is, a, that is a lie seems to be coming the norm and everything that is truth seems to be getting buried. And if you go out and agree with the lie, you get to be one of their gurus. But if you go out and proclaim the truth, you get to enjoy death culture for a while. They will cancel you. You will lose their jo your job. Even doctors that are saying, whoa, wait a minute, this is insane. This is not what biology is. This is not what science is. 
They're being canceled. They have been for years, but it's been done in the background. Now it's being done on live TV. Now it's being done right on your computer screen. Right now it's being done because that Antichrist is coming. It's right out in the open. It's been done behind the scenes for a long, long time. If you've ever seen Expelled, anybody ever seen Ben Stein's movie Expelled? Where if you don't agree with what they say in science about evolution in the schools, you don't get your tenure. So everything that you've been working for, climbing the Antichrist ladder, now they say, you're canceled if you don't. You don't get your tenure. You either agree with evolution or you're canceled. And then they tell everybody in the public, well, all science knows that there is evolution exists. No, no, they don't. All science don't. Only those that you're silencing would say that. So it's the same thing going on right now with gay marriage. Same thing going on right now with CRT. Same thing going on right now with racism. See, nobody's going to deny that racism didn't exist, that racism wasn't something. Nobody's going to deny that slavery has never been here. It's been on the planet since the beginning. Slavery's always been here. Nobody's going to deny the atrocities. But if you don't see that they're bringing this up to try to divide and conquer and destroy, and they'll bring up a, a half-truth with a truth. I mean, the bigger problem in our culture today, you want to know what the biggest problem is? Antichrist system, obviously. But what's it doing? It's destroying family. It's destroying family. Well, what's that important about? Well, God made man the head, so there needs to be a father in every family. There needs to be a father in a family. A father that is following God would be great and not following Antichrist system, but even just a father, a bad father in the house is better than no father because there's an example of manliness. There's an example of manhood because they, they've attacked completely manhood. But all this started in the garden. It's Antichrist system and God has allowed it. And every day they teach the lie and we would rather listen to the lie than be canceled. And I'm telling you again that the only way you're going to stand up against the lie is if it's by the power of the Holy Spirit because of the Father and the Son. What do you mean? Because the Father sent the Son. Because you believe in Jesus. Because you're not going to fall for the lie and go to hell. See, that's where it ends at. The Antichrist system ends in hell because the only way to heaven is the blood of Jesus. I, I can't receive that. I don't believe that. Well, it's still the truth. And if you deny it, you're rejecting it. You're contradicting it. And there's only one other place to be. But if you acknowledge the Son... You'll receive the Father. See, because the Son is going to deliver us back to the Father. As a bride into the Father's house. Therefore, let that abide. Let it dwell in you, which you heard from the beginning. What beginning? The beginning of Christ? The beginning of the gospel? The beginning of the world? You heard it from the beginning of the world? Didn't we hear it from the beginning of the world? Yeah. Yeah. From the beginning, we knew that Christ was coming. John, or it's in Genesis 3.15. Have we talked about this before? Excuse me, it's in Genesis 3, 
verse 15. Have you guys seen this? Really important. Really interesting. Uh, really um, eye-opening. Oh, there's that bruise word again. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, capital, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Notice that. Remember in Isaiah 53 that he was bruised for us? Remember that? He was bruised for us. Here it is again. He shall bruise your head, power. Who's the head of the household? Men. They're supposed to be the strength in the house, protecting the bride, leading the bride into the word of God, leading the bride into the kingdom of God. Doesn't mean that a woman's not capable of leading. It's just not the way God designed it. I know, people, people hate to hear truth. And because of fatherless homes, many women have to lead. Many women have to take that. But that's not the way it was designed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Look, Jesus completely defeats the power of Antichrist, the government of Antichrist. He crushes his head. He crushes his power. But didn't it look like that he was bruised a little bit on his heel? That's his walk. That's everything. You know, the heel is the walk. He bruised that walk a little bit. And he can bruise yours if you keep your eyes in the wrong place. He can bruise your walk. Your walk is not deadly, but your head is. If you're following Antichrist system, if you're following the wrong authority, that's deadly. Because you're going to get the same reward that the rest of Antichrist system did. But if you walk and you get your foot bruised a little bit and you're still under the blood, that's not spiritually, eternally deadly. And that's resurrection at the same time who's the head of your life who's the head of your house is it christ then again we go right back to okay now how do i live if christ is the head of my house very difficult stuff, but it's true stuff. And because of Antichrist system that's allowed to grow in the world and teach us that things are norm um, when they're not normal. What's normal is what we've heard in the beginning. Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. Do you believe that? Then if you do, you come back underneath his authority and you obey what his word says and you abide in that. You dwell in it. You're growing in it. You're remaining in it and you continue in it. And then the promise of eternal life is yours. The beginning, the middle of the race, and then the finality, the end of the race. It's all part of salvation. These things I have written to you, verse 26, concerning those who try to deceive you. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. Seduce is the word in the King James. It's the same word 
that Isaiah 53, 6 uses to go astray, to be out of the way. This is the spirit of Antichrist that wants to take all of us and get us to follow our sin nature, yet do some religious stuff that makes us feel like we're okay. And, and truthfully, the only way you can be okay is to believe the report that was given of Jesus the Christ. You believe that. You believe in the blood. But when you do, there's evidence of abiding, continuing, and remaining. There's fruit of righteousness. I was thinking about the other day, and you guys probably think I'm crazy, but I was thinking about it. I was like, wow. You know, we don't, when we go out to a tree and we wait for the tree to produce fruit, and then we wait for it to ripen, and we're just, we want it to, to partake of that fruit that's ripe. We don't pick it when it's, you know, early. We don't pick it when it's green. There's some things we do. I know you pick a green tomato, you put it in a window, that, but it still has to ripen. And, and, and I like fried green tomatoes, so that messes up my analogy. But listen, think about this for a minute. When the rapture happens, no matter how ripe you are, a fruit on the vine in Christ, you're going if you're a child of God. If the Spirit of God dwells in you, you're going to go in the rapture. But if not, you're going to stay here and enjoy the Antichrist system as God pours his wrath out on this world and on the synagogue of Satan. But there is a convergence going on that they want you to join. They want you to be a part of it. They want you to follow their gurus. They want you, and notice that in everything, I don't care what it is, you can make it up. Just tell me what, what club you're in, what bingo club, what, 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 what uh, uh, fitness group do you belong to, what, 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 whatever you're following, whatever you're doing, whatever, you, just look around. AA, I can name everything. There's always gurus. There's always people that everybody looked to and they've already went through it and they're great at it and they're good at doing it. And we want to be like Mike. You know, there's always somebody there. That's a worship system that's designed by the Antichrist. And we give our worship to God and God alone. And we don't take it from him. We don't hide our face from him. Because of Christ, we can come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Because of Christ, we can come to God the Father and show our face and not be ashamed. We don't have to be ashamed because Christ took everything for us and he gave us a complete inheritance where we are restored completely. But once again, listen to me, if that's true, you are abiding. You have a heart that wants to remain and continue in fellowship, in the light. You don't go out from us. Whether, and that's, again, speaking of the universal, invisible church where you begin to practice something that's not biblical because you feel good about it. And listen to me. Listen. The devil's good at seducing us, and our flesh is good at seducing us, and the world is good at seducing us. Those are the three enemies, the world, our flesh, and Satan, because they are all the same system. What is seducing you today? What do you abide in? Where are you dwelling at?
It's a pregnant pause. So the Holy Spirit could speak about what you're abiding in, what you're dwelling in. And then notice verse 27. Even though, listen, even though there are seducers and antichrist system and all kinds of falseness out there, the pseudo 27 tells us, but the Holy Spirit, but the unction, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. The Holy Spirit is in you and you do not need that anyone teach you, instruct you. Listen, I, I, I don't, the Holy Spirit convicts when you're in sin. The Holy Spirit convicts when you're dwelling someplace you shouldn't be. The Holy Spirit, if he's in you, he, he points at it. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, it's not pseudo, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. See, if the Holy Spirit is truly in you, that anointing is truly in you, you are going to dwell in him. And if it's not, you need to ask him what's going on. You need to ask him for forgiveness. You need to come to him and begin to draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And now little children, abide, dwell in him. It's where we're hidden at. Little born again ones, abide in him that when he appears, second appearing, this is his second advent, it's when he's coming back, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Listen, we're not supposed to have shame. We're not supposed to be uh, ashamed at him at his coming. Notice that didn't say, listen, notice it didn't say you lose your salvation at his coming. Abide in Him. Where are you dwelling at? If He appears, are you going to have confidence? That's talking about having all outspokenness. You know, I think that people thought they had it. In Matthew 7, they go, wait a minute, Lord, we cast out demons. We did miracles in your name. And they have this confidence, but it's not confidence in His Spirit. It's not confidence in His work. They, they, were, they weren't afraid to speak up to him and go, wait a minute, Lord. But it wasn't the confidence that comes through the unction of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't led by the Spirit because it was lawlessness. It was based upon a system of Antichrist. It was based upon a false religion. This is the same word that Paul uses in, in uh, Ephesians 6, 21 maybe. When he says, and pray for me that I would have boldness and confidence to speak as I ought to speak. This is what we should have as children of God because of the Spirit of God. Because we know who the Son of God is and that the Father sent Him. And that we are having fellowship in the light with Him. And we're dwelling and abiding in His presence. We should have this all-out spokenness, this confidence. I'm looking for the word. There's a, oh, here it is. Confidence, not confidence in the world. I still didn't find it. My brain was going too fast. Frankness, a bluntness, an assurance, freedom in speaking openly. Do you guys have that now in America? Can you, do you have freedom to speak openly in a grocery store? 
You do have it. But most people won't do it. Because they're afraid of death culture. They're afraid of cancel culture. In fact, though, but we have an unction. And we've been given a command to do it. To be a witness. To give testimony. No matter where we're at. And yet people are shying away from it. Because they go, I I just don't want to get involved. I'm just going to keep doing my life. Well, wait a minute. Your life is, is, is it may be anti-Christ culture if it's not underneath the unction of the Holy Spirit. How is the people in the checkout line going to know? I know it's dangerous. I know it's scary. But so is all of life. It's pretty sad what we see on the landscape today where people are more worried about their careers, than Christ. I'm not being mean. It's something that we have to do. We've been trained in this Antichrist system, and we feel like I can't take care of my family. I can't take care of the things I need to take care of. But we've been ignoring the things we were supposed to take care of. Our faith. If our faith was being built over the easy times, when the hard times come, we wouldn't be afraid to stand. If we would keep building our faith, when that time comes, that big question is going to come to you. Are you going to be ready? Are you going to be abiding and continuing and remaining? Can you stand and see the salvation of the Lord? Can you stand in the victory that Christ has wrought on the cross? Or will you crumble? Do you trust that God is still going to take care of you and your family? He's always proven to be true. Oh, I didn't say you might not get killed. I didn't say that you might not go to prison. I didn't say that it might not be painful. But he's always gotten every one of his children across the finish line and into his house. Even his son, who he gave as a propitiation for your sins and my sins. Not only yours, but the whole world's. This is real faith. I mean, it is difficult. I understand it's difficult. And we're so far gone in the Antichrist culture that it's, it makes it even more difficult. Because you know what comes up instantly? Listen, I, I can, let's just go sidebar. I'll ramble. Now you hear it. Listen, what comes up instantly is... I'm a woman in the workforce. I can't just do what you're talking about. See, because it's easy for a man, if you're a real man and you're not really, I'm not, and you're trusting God with faith, it might be a little easier you'd say, oh, Greg, you can say that. Listen, if you stay under your covering where you're supposed to be, you don't have all them other things. You don't have all that problem out in. See, because... Because out in, when my wife goes out to work, if my wife goes out to work, now you guys are going to get offended. Go ahead and get offended. You got to be thick skinned if you come to get your heart stepped on by God. If my wife goes out to work, I'm not there to protect her. And I'm her covering. If my daughter goes to work, I'm not there to protect her. And if she's not married, I'm her covering. I'm her head. That's my calling by God. But see, when Antichrist system comes in, they set everybody free. Really? No, they put everybody in bondage. Just remember, everything they're telling you they're doing is upside down from what they're really doing. 
Racism? Is there really racism? No, things are going so good that we got to create a problem to make you scared so we can come save you. Because we need a one world savior to come. Here he comes. Antichrist is coming. we got to create the problem. And then in your mind, when you don't know the truth, you believe the lie. And you're looking for help. You're looking for somebody to come. Is that because he's not on the throne of your life? Is that because he's not already your head? Listen to me. This is serious stuff. When we get way outside of what God's system is, there's a whole bunch of things that happen and you can't put it back in Pandora's box. You can't fix it. But you can make some adjustments if you believe the truth. You can begin to say, Lord, now how do I react to this? How do I act to that? What do I do because of this truth? How does that deal with my family? I know. I digress. I can't believe schools are teaching that. See, schools by the government become head over little Johnny. And they begin to train the children we're supposed to be training. Because we get out from under God's head and we begin to listen to the Antichrist system. And we wake up in the middle of it and we go, what? Surely this can't be true. We wake up right in the middle of it and we go, it can't be true. But you got to make a decision. I know when me and my wife got saved, it was crazy. But we made a decision. We pulled our kids straight out of school. And I don't even know if the kids know it, but one of the, one of the aunts was going to hire a lawyer and take the kids away from us. Because they didn't trust that my wife could homeschool them. And I'm of the firm opinion no education is better than Antichrist education. Firm opinion. Because if you make it in the world and you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, what did you profit? That's just Bible. It's just truth. And I'm not saying burn it all down. God's going to do that. I'm saying understand truth and make appropriations in your life with truth by the unction of the Holy Spirit and don't keep following Antichrist system once you come to salvation. But it's sad because there's this dangling carrot for everybody out there. If you get this and you get this and you do this, then everything's going to be good. Well, we're not supposed to be following a dangling carrot. We're supposed to be following Christ and the unction of the Holy Spirit. In verse 29, and we'll close. If you know, Gnosko, if you know that He, Christ, is righteous... And we do. He's the righteousness of God. Really. You know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of Him. Listen. Law in Genesis, kind reproduces kind. 
if the seed of Christ, if righteousness is in you, if you've become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, if He's given you that righteousness and you're abiding in the light, you're remaining and you're continuing, you are going to produce in your life the same characters, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Because kind reproduces kind everywhere. It's a law of God. And listen, do it is the word in the King James. It says everyone who doeth righteousness is born of him. Do you want to know the evidence? Are you, is your heart turned toward doing righteousness? Or are you still practicing The Antichrist system purposely, what is doing that? Batteries getting low? The guy talks for so long, the batteries go dead in his... Listen to me. Listen to me. The, the enemy wants us to, 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 to not get this. What are you practicing in life? Where's your heart bent toward? Is it bent toward being in the word, prayer, and fellowship? Is it bent toward walking in the light as he is in the light? Is it bent toward fellowshipping with his people? Is it bent toward the salvation, the ministry of reconciliation of souls? Is your heart moving in that direction because a new seed, a new life, a new heart, a new nature has been birthed in you because the Holy Spirit is in you? Listen to me. Because if it is, You'll be practicing righteousness. You'll be convicted of sin. You won't be able to keep doing all the things you used to do and go, oh, this feels okay. No, it doesn't. The Holy Spirit convicts you. But there comes a time where 2 Timothy tells us, and we're just going to go there real quick. I won't do all that I wanted to do for sake of time. I've only got an hour left, right? Listen, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Listen to what it says. Listen to what Timothy says, or excuse me, Paul says to Timothy. Now, the Spirit, the Spirit of God, expressly says that in the latter times, some will fall away. They will apostatize. They will depart from the faith. Listen, can a person lose their faith? Well, how do you depart from faith if you never had faith? Why would the Bible say such things if you couldn't do it? You have to abide and continue and remain. The Spirit expressly says that some will depart from the faith. What, how, do they, how do they depart? They give heed, pay the more earnest heed. You're supposed to listen to and obey a deceiving, seducing spirits, small s. Where do they come from? Doctrines of demons. Listen to me. The Bible testifies of what I'm telling you is going to happen. And you see it going on before your eyes, yet you still deny what you should be doing. That what are they going to do, Greg? They're going to speak lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, cauterized. You know, like if something's bleeding and you take a hot iron and you cauterize it to stop it from bleeding? That's what that is. So the heart is there. The heart is in church. The heart is doing and it's been cauterized because it's resisted the work of the Holy Spirit for so long. And it's followed the falsehood. The flesh likes it. This is good enough for me. I'm okay. Guess what? If you just awake and let Christ give you light, He'll wake you up. If you just ask Him to shine His light and His truth, 
I think all things are possible with God. I was cleaning carpet this week and a guy, I asked a guy about his life and I could see he was divorced. I could see he was struggling. I could see, and he told me he was going through depression. I told him anxiety in the heart causes depression, but a good word will make it glad. I give him scripture. I said, have you tried scripture? And I started talking to him about it and he said he had given his life to Christ. Said he'd given his life to Christ before he went into the military, but then he had walked away. And I said, Well, all you had to do is one step to come back. And he said, What about Hebrews 6? And I said, What about it? Well, it says it's impossible to renew such a one. And I said, well, such a one is not you because you're interested in the things of God. You still believe the things of God. These people were saying, they in Hebrews, were saying, we're leaving because we don't want to believe that he's the Messiah. We're going to deny that he's the Messiah. We're going to walk away on purpose because we don't want to lose our Antichrist system. They were going to walk away on purpose because they were going to be kicked out of the synagogues if they didn't reject Jesus. So they were choosing between the two governments. And they were choosing to walk away. But I said, what's the verse afterwards? But Paul says, but we're confident of better things for you. He, he didn't say that they had been and they were. He said, as long as you got breath, you can come back to God. And he said, I'm confident of better things for you. That you're going to believe the testimony that's been written to you. You're going to believe the word of God. And you're going to repent. And you're going to have the same conscience with God. Because you're going to say the same thing that God says. And you're going to have fellowship with him in the light. And he's like, oh. I said, so are you going to come back to God? And he said, yes. I said, because all things are possible with God. All things are possible. Do I believe that there's people that have walked away completely and apostatized and never will come back? Yes. There's whole movements right now that believe what they believe. Their hearts are hardened and cauterized and they're never going to change what they believed. But they're not thinking that they're deceived. They're not thinking that they've fallen away. They're not sitting around thinking, man, that one scripture keeps me out of the kingdom of God. Because if you're thinking that, the Holy Spirit's still working on you. But when your conscience is cauterized and you can't be changed and you're, you're sealed in your faith, it's because you aren't even worried. You think you're okay already. Guess what? The older I get in the Lord, the more I want to know what this Bible says. I'm like, man, I used to think I knew everything. I used to think I had it going on. I used to say, you need to stop it. You need to quit it. You need to get out of here. But the more I get older in the Lord and in the grace of God, I'm like, wait a minute. I need to stop it. I need to quit it. I need to get out of here. And you start to mature in what the Word of God says and understand it better. And you see that none of us deserve this grace. Yet it's being handed out to all of us. Every single one until your last breath. But don't wait till then because... If you confirm your heart now, God might confirm it and cauterize it. And you might be following a false system that's of Antichrist. You don't have to. We are in the last times. And Antichrist is coming. If you can't see that by watching the nightly news, I'll leave it at that. Because anybody that watches it knows that something's getting ready to happen. They just come up with a new strain in a place where there was no COVID cases. 
I told you the testimony where I talked to a lady paying a bill, and she answers, and she's in South Africa. I'm like, how's COVID? Oh, we don't have any down here. Well, they do now. It's a new strand. I don't think it was planned, though. It probably just blew down there. Listen to me. You can trust the Lord. He came to save. But you cannot trust this world. It's under the sway of the wicked one. And it's here to seduce and deceive and lead you straight to hell. And you have to make a decision. What will a man give in exchange for his own soul? What's it going to take? Abide and continue and remain. It's okay to stand, even if you don't understand completely. It's okay to stand with Jesus. He's not alone. He has the Spirit to guide you and teach you. And He has the Father waiting. Waiting with loving arms for us to be welcomed back into His family. Father, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for such a great salvation. Lord, thank you that we don't have to be perfect in it because your son is, but we are being perfected and we should desire to come out of this world, to be set apart, to be sanctified so that you can be glorified. We want to give you our hearts and our worship and we don't want to be seduced into giving it to something else. Lord, we know that if you're not first, you won't accept any other place. So we want to ask you today to help us to allow you to be first in our hearts, in our lives, in our family, in everything that we do. And we pray, Lord, for lost souls, that they would be reconciled, that they would hear the truth, that we would be good witnesses, giving testimony. No matter what death culture says, we would give testimony as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We would fear no evil because you are with us. We give you praise in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. The Lord bless you. And that concludes today's message on Who Am I? with Pastor Greg Tyra of Harvest Chapel in Williamsport, Indiana. If you're in the area, we would love to have you as our guest. Harvest Chapel is located at 418 Old State Road 28, Williamsport, Indiana 47993. We meet for worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. Our prayer meetings meet Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Our Bible study meets on Friday at 7 p.m. Today's and previous messages are available on CD. If you would like a copy, please call 765-404-7203. We look forward to seeing you again next time on Who Am I? Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Desire.